speeding along in the overdue Bentley, thinking now of nothing but escape, Richie Pestucci, new to town, failed to understand that Naples was in fact an island and that he was very quickly coming to the end of it. Second by second, the land was narrowing, pinching in. Trees were growing sparser, lonelier. Shrubbery was dwarfed in the thin and sandy soil. Deep-dug canals breached off from the edge of the road. Tiny wooden bulkheads framed alleyways of sea. Pleasure boats were asleep on davits or nestled against the pilings of private docks. A couple of hundred yards ahead, Gordon Drive just stopped. There was no fanfare, no barrier, just a modest and dusty cul-de-sac with a cramped turnaround marked by a faded arrow. Richie slammed on the brakes. There was a screech, then the grinding hiss of a skid, then the car was still, and everything was marvelously quiet, except for the whine of the sirens perhaps a mile up the road. Renita wasn't crying, not exactly, but the outside edges of her eyes were moist and stinging from the salt wind that had been slapping at her in the open car. She said, What the hell is going on? By reflex, he stalled for time while awaiting inspiration for a credible lie. All he said was, Well, we've run into a little problem. Renita had been shaken out of her romantic trance by then, and her elevated diction came back down to earth. Yeah, I picked up on that. What kind of problem? The sirens were getting louder. There were beginning to be crazy flashes in the canopies of distant trees from the patrol car's veering high beams. He said, There isn't time to explain right now. He swiveled quickly toward her, a look of utter candor in his wide-set eyes. Renita, listen. Do you trust me? Like, right now? At this moment? Not really. Why should I? Because I'm asking you to. I don't think that's enough of a reason. Because I need you to. Because there are things I haven't told you. I will. I promise. But for right now, you need to make a choice. And you need to make it fast. Leave or stay. Leave? she said, gesturing vaguely at the empty night around her. Get out here in the middle of nowhere? Or stay with me and take your chances. My chances with what? What's going to happen? Beyond the next couple of minutes? I really couldn't tell you. The police cars were now close enough that their spinning roof lights sent fleeting smears of ugly red through gaps in the nighttime foliage. This is getting to be one strange date. Look at me, Renita. Look at me and make up your mind. She stared at him hard, at the face she'd decided, probably too quickly, that she liked and wouldn't tire of looking at. There was torment in that face now. At least, that's how she read it. There was need. He wasn't forcing her to do one thing or another. He was asking her to choose. He was inviting her to an adventure. A different set of possibilities. It was up to her to go along or not. She heard a voice say, Okay, I'm in. She realized 
It had been her voice. You should probably undo your seatbelt. Seatbelt? That was all she had time to say. Richie Pestucci wheeled around the cul-de-sac, floored the Bentley for maximum momentum, and wrenched the steering wheel toward the nearest canal. The car roared, bucked, and sprang up the small embankment. The big tires compressed and rebounded against the hard edge of the bulkhead, and the convertible took flight, seeming to arch in mid-air like a steeplechase horse, rising, leveling, then tipping down toward impact. The front fender hit first, the broad chassis following in an epic belly flop. Wide and tortured ripples surged outward from the impact, and in less than three seconds, the water was above the top edge of the windshield, and the borrowed Bentley had simply disappeared.